Welcome to Return to the Movies. I'm Austin J. Jones, your average show reviewer. I review it so you don't waste your money or time. I'm, oh, it's it's good to be back. Now, we're going to be talking about something interesting choices, which I'm sure you are all pretty much heard about. But first, today's day of the joke. What's more amazing than a talking dog? A spelling bee. Oh my god. Anywho, today we're. This is. Uh, my god. So, anywho. No, we are going to be talking about uh, some Disney Plus shows that have been coming on, on recently. And as many of you know, Mar- Marvel Cinematic Universe have also greenlit some shows on under that. And its streaming service. You can tell where this is going. Now, probably. Now, considering that I only can do a total of three segments, you're all wondering, well, what? That's the third segment he's going to be talking about since it's Disney Plus only released two of these shows. Well, that's the thing. I'm going to be talking about one that hasn't come on yet, but it's coming. I'm pretty sure all of you have heard about Loki. And then afterwards, we're going to be talking about the first one, which is is the longest of them all, I'm sure, or WandaVision. And then lastly, but not least, least mind you, we're going to be talking about the second release, and a lot of people, including myself, consider it to be the strongest this release in Phase 4, The Falcon and The Winter Soldier. But before we get into that, and why don't we take in a whole grasp of everything? And before we get to Loki, and I think this song pretty much spells the things out that he's basically basically asking for his audience. This is "Pray to Me" by The Weeknd. Nice song choice, right? Welcome back. Now, we are going to be talking about Loki. Ah, yes, Loki, that unlovable, crazy, psychotic guy. I'm the trickster that every every fangirl in the entire world has swooned over. Over the man, the myth, the legend. And, and as we all know, oh, dirt, during Infinity War, he kicked the bucket. Keep in mind, this show was takes place after Endgame, which fall also an alternate version of Loki, Cray, 
in a new timeline by the Avengers. So you can imagine this is going to be a different take on his, his origin and, and his redemption story. His superhero or origin story slash redemption. Anywho, no, this, this series was produced by Marvel Studios with, with Waldron and Michael Waldron and serving as the head and writer. And, and Kate Heron directing the season. Yeah, that's right. There's gonna be more of this. And this. The premise of the show is basically after stealing the Tesseract during the events of Endgame, Lo- this new Loki is brought before by the mysterious Time Variance Authority organization, or TVA, and their timekeepers, and is forced to fix several timelines that he broke while, while traveling throughout the time stream and altering human history, ending up trapped in his own crime thriller. We all know that this is a huge mistake, right? I mean, this is, like I said before, this is not the same Loki. This one hasn't made this leaps or bounds that he made through Thor the Dark World, Ragnarok, or Infinity War, or which reformed him. No, this guy is still the arrogant, it's arrogant, and well, you know what I'm trying to say. He's not, he hasn't gone through those lengths. He's still a little jerk who wants, that's to conquer the world or trying to prove himself. Oh, oh to something or somebody. Like, he hasn't given his life for his own brother. Either. He hasn't made those, those connections. And I think this show is basically that. This Loki's version and of him going through those leaps and bounds. But are you sure you want this guy to be... I mean, I know he broke the time stream and this is his first version of community service, but seriously? Loki? I mean, this guy I is the grade A trickster. He practically he perfected the bad idea, and yet and we he let Mobius M. Mobius I don't make these names. And I I just I just I just criticize him. I mean, seriously? Mobius M. Mobius? What's his what's the middle name? Mike? <laughs> Played by Hey, Owen and Wilson, and and the is basically well, Loki's handler. Oh, I forgot to mention Loki's played by Tom, um, Hill, Hiddleston. So there's that. And uh, anyway, he's, he's he even makes the comment that Loki basically stabs people in the back thirty times. Yeah. Really great choice on huh? picking him to fix the mistakes. Are you sure you guys are the right guy? I used to be monitoring over all, all of human history. Then we, we have a member of the TVA hey, who serves as one of, one of its judges, Ravana Lexis Ren Slayer, by, played by Gugu Mabatha Raw. What? I'm an anime watcher, so raw. When someone says raw, uh, I'm thinking about uh, people who basically watching something that hasn't been subbed yet or dubbed. Uh, basically watching the entire thing without on anything, and, and can't understand a thing I'm saying. Any of these people are saying. And then there, there's Wunmi Mos- Masaku, who playing 
Hunter B15. Hunter B15? Seriously? What, do these people not have names anymore? Anywho, this guy is also a member, member of the TVA. Oh, my bad. A she is a member of the TVA. Thanks. Thanks, Bill. Additionally, there's Sophie and Dima and Taro, Richard and E. Grant and Sasha Lane and Erica Coleman and have been casted as into undisclosed roles. Now, the reason, reason that I don't have more info is because, like I said, and the show hasn't been isn't out yet. But I'm sure even the even the last few shows they did, it's it's pretty I hope and it's pretty good. And it's coming out on June 11th, 2021. On shot on in Atlanta, Georgia, and the cinematography by on Endural. And each episode will be running for 40 to 50 minutes. So I hope um, there's some episodes that you don't like. Get ready to waste a half an hour of your life, life or a majority of your hour. Hour. Because, <laughs> and there's no going back from that. Uh, for the marketing, thing, uh, and they have have more. Have the Marvel announced their Marvel's Must Have as as program, which announces new toys, games, books, appeals, home home decor, or another merchandise. It's related to each episode of Loki. So they're so as you can imagine, they're hoping hoping that this can be a you know, very good show. Consider. I mean, they basically announced it as during the Super, on Super Bowl L, well, LIV, along with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision, but we'll get into those later. Yeah. Everyone's hoping, including myself, it's going to be a good and redemption story for Loki, considering it's a crime thriller, and I'm, and I know someone out there who's a who's a bit of a crime junkie and likes shows like he and I, CSI, I, Castle, all etc. So this will probably be a big hit for her. And it'll probably be a big hit for me considering I like crime thrillers with science fiction and superheroes and it's that kind of genre. So (laughs) it's probably going to be already going to be something that I might watch. And hopefully it'll give Loki a good redemption story. Because in the end, don't we all deserve a second chance? I mean, mean, sure, we've all made mistakes. But we all do our best to make the right thing. Make the correct choices. It's to do our best to make up for our mistakes. And I feel like not a lot of people people give people those second chances. They always always go for the first instincts. And... They just make more mistakes. Thanks, not realizing that they aren't giving people the true, true, uh, true chances in life. All right, I talked on a lot now. Now, basically, what I hope that the show was premises about on second chances and also some crime thriller, wacky high, I changed throughout time travel. Well, so we're gonna. When we get back, we're going to be talking about WandaVision and, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But for now, here, here's a song that I'm pretty sure you've all heard, heard if you have watched WandaVision. 
Agatha all along, played by Christine Anderson Lopez. Welcome back to Return to the Movies. I'm Austin J. Jones, your average show review. Who I review? Who it's you don't waste your money or time. I'm right here on Anchor.fm. Now we're gonna be talking about WandaVision and the American television miniseries created by Jack Schaffer and for the streaming service Disney Plus, based on on Marvel comic book characters Wanda Maximoff and Vision and set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, aka the MCU, and shares the continuity of the films of the franchise. It takes place after the events of Endgame, and WandaVision was produced by Marvel Studios with Schaefer, Her Sir, serving as the head writer, and Matt Ackman, and directing the entire thing. And Elizabeth Olsen, Paul, sorry, Bethany, Anywho, they reprised their roles once as Wanda Maximoff and Vision from the films. Now it's with Deborah J. Rupe, Freck, and Mel. Um, sorry, Melaman and Catherine Ha, on and Taylor and Paris, Miss Randall Park, Mark Cat, and Danette Inkson, and Evan Peter. There's also star starring in the show. Now, bye. Thanks. In 2018, Marvel Studios have been developing a number of limited series for Disney+, Plus, centered on supporting characters from the MCU, such as Wanda and Vision, with Olsen and Bethany return, returning to reprise their characters. And Schaefer was hired in January 2019, and the series was officially announced on April. And then, Shaffer joined it by August. And the series pays homage to past sitcoms from the 1960s to the present day. Hey, and you want to know what sitcoms they're paying tribute to? Isla of Lucy, Bewitched, Full House, Malcolm in the Middle, Modern Family, etc. and etc. Oh, and. Oh, and Little Rascals, I believe. But you get the point. They're paying homage from the sitcoms from the 60s to here. Here in the modern day, and with Wanda and Vision living in the reality that takes them through the different decades of the television tropes. So, as you can imagine, imagine you can be hearing a lot of those annoying, like audience members going, ha, 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 like they're being held hostage or something. Film the filming began in Atlanta, Georgia, in 2019 in November, and before her production halted in March 2020 due to the pandemic. Again. 
And COVID ruins everything. Say it with me here, people. It ruins everything. Hey, all right. Now, production resumed in LA in September 2020 and ended that November. It premiered with its first two episodes on January 15th and ran for a total of nine episodes, concluding on March 5th on a Friday. It's the first series in Phase 4. So, basically, Phase 4 more for the MCU. We all started with a series, a mini-series, which can be sort of seen in as a movie, movie rather than in a series, but except WandaVision sort of goes that route, um, considering it's nine episodes and not all that, and, and we were all hoping that, and, well, <laughs> you know, Black Widow would be the official opener for Phase 4, but I guess it's for the movies. Anywho, the series received praise from critics, Things of it. It's sitcom setting, tropes, dark, dark tone shifts, and there is a lot of dark, dark tone shit. And so, I mean, when they shift, they shift. And the performance of Olsen, Bedney, Batang, Benny, and Han. Han. It was widely discussed and analyzed by the fans based on various popular theories and received mysteries as well for its use of the sitcom references and exploration of grief. And if you want to want to talk about them, let me explain. Three weeks after the events of Avengers Endgame, Wanda Maximoff and Vision have been living an idyllic suburban life in the town of Westview, New Jersey. Uh, Jersey. Jersey. <laughs> that should be an adventure. Trying to conceal their true natures. As their surroundings begin to move through the different decades as they encounter various television tropes, the couple suspects that things aren't as they seem. Okay, really? I wouldn't have just suspected that, considering the show star are them in black and white. Right. And then, and you still won't keep being in black and white for literally the first two episodes. You want to know what's going on? Well, I'm going to tell you anyways. Spoilers ahead for those who haven't seen it. So you haven't watched it, I would recommend, and you, you don't, or listen. And, but if you don't have Disney Plus, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to tell you. I'm gonna ruin everything. Wanda Maximoff basically cri- and conceals the entire town of Westview you know, into a you know, comedy-based TV intro of a sitcom, um, and created an alternate version of Vision because she couldn't handle the grief of losing him forever, especially with this new group, which is the space equivalent of S.H.I.E.L.D., S.W.O.R.D., having and can manage to get at the pieces of his body, and basically built onto him, all for the sake of trying to kill Wanda. So her grief and allows her to activate in ma- her chaos magic and to conceal Westview into this weird suburban sitcom um, um, world. And Agatha Harkins, played by and Catherine Hahn, Hahn, who who basically is a witch from Salem, um, who wants to, who came into the a real, a Wanda's reality, to, and took on on the masquerade of Agnes, the noisy neighbor of WandaVision, sick, the fictitious sitcom. Um, um, Han described Agnes. And says the neighbor that won't get off the cap their couch at the end of the night and is always in their business. And 
like that to enliken Agatha's relationship with Wanda to enter her soul. Oh, sorry, that's linked. Linked, I'm sorry, I've never seen the word. It actually spell out before me. Before. <laughs> yeah, I'm dumb. Anywho, who, who she linked want the relationship to want the, to Anton Sterelli's with Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart's. So, as you can imagine, that's an adventure. She explained that Agatha has been studying magic for centuries and is maddened to see that came to Wanda naturally. So, you can imagine, and, and she became sort of the mentor to Maximoff. Off, but shifted, and by, by the Ratners be more antagonistic, and better serve the series structure. Despite this, Agatha retains the qualities of teachings and mentoring for her Wanda. And you can kind of see it. You can honestly kind of see it. It a what? It from I'm Salem. Salem all the way back, and during the Salem and witch trials, I was practicing in black magic. I think obsessed, obsessed with gaining more power, trying to come into this alternate reality to steal you know, Wanda Wanda's magic before she un uncovers her true potential and becomes, becomes the actual Scarlet Witch. Whew, yeah, try saying that five times fast. You can't, it's impossible. Well, and Agatha Harkins here is only only the only one of the I mean, antagonists. We got another Another one here. Alright, and that will be the illustrious director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Which is... Uh, well, I can't exactly find the name here. I'm sorry. Hey. <laughs> I know. Oh, here he is. Never mind. Tyler Hayward. Alright. 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 Who basically view who's Wanda as as a major threat. And, hence, he was the one who rebuilt Vision into a, a entirely killing machine. And as you can imagine, Wanda, Wanda's Vision, <laughs> yeah, Wanda's Vision, Wanda Vision, Vision takes on the, the well, broken, broken evil version. And restore him to his true self before flying off. Oh. And has been arrested. So, Tyler's a bit of a jerk. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I can. I mean, trying to kill someone because you don't understand and who or what they are. Or, or, or having these powers just because well, she has them. Um, who gives him the right? To judge a person, person based on their power, based on what kind of, kind of things they have. No one. And so, oh, well, you can imagine, and that, and the acting director of Sword, Tyler Hayward, and played by Joe Stanberg, was of, um, well, considering he got me to hate, hate the character, the actor got me to hate the character, means he did a very good job. So, yes, yeah. And the series is does deal with grief, like I said. Uh, grief, it basically, Wanda uh, has, didn't know how to handle the law. Also, the one, literally the person that she loved. 
Uh, and because of that, she tried to lock herself away in this make-believe world, living in her ideal life, instead of facing her problems in the real one. And I think that's a lesson that we all need to, well, face ourselves, because loss is a part of life, and we have to go through with it. It's just the natural order of things. I mean, if we don't, we're never, we're and trying to live in some sitcom fancy that has problems that only and gets solved in like 20 minutes and it's, it does and it's, and it's, we're never gonna move, move on from, from the place that we, we were grief does come in a lot of ways but the only way you can get by it is if you talk it out with your friends or family they're there for you and we're there for we're there for them because that's what family does and that's what friends do also we can't can't live in a fictitious world world because that's just not how the real one operates we just gotta live life the best we can and when trouble comes and it does come we gotta be ready to face it no one else can decide that for us only we can and I think that's what the show does. It shows people what happens when you let he have grief and you let it guide your actions. It makes you do some pretty dark stuff. For some, it's those mistakes are irreversible. But for some, you can learn to live with, with the grief. Learn to go by, get by it. And you can also learn to have, have some friends and family with you along the way. Alright, All right. for those who are just joining us, this is Return to the Movies. I'm Austin Jones, your average show reviewer. We're the host of the show here on Anchor.fm. And now we get into the last part of our show. I.e. the second installment of Phase 4 of the MCU, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now, people... Now, the series basically takes place after the events of Endgame. Shocker, every sh- everything get basically follow follows the events of Endgame. Well, considering that the movie, movie series probably would have ended there, there at the originally, but then again, I don't think anyone would have minded that. Anywho, this basically centers on, on the supporting characters of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Basically, it, fo- it particularly fo- focuses on on Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes, who who have their her actor Sebastian Stan and Anthony and Mar- Marco, Marky, oh Mackie, sorry I cannot I read hit these online words for crap. Uh, anywho, they they brought Sebastian Stan and and Anthony and Mackie to portray either 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 Winter Soldier or or a Falcon and respectable. So basically, this show actually focuses on chose to focus on the racial issue who's being raised when and Sam Wilson was chosen to be ended the Captain America Shield and at the events of Endgame. And, and well, I kind of like it. it. It did a pretty good job. Huh? It ran for six episodes as opposed to the nine episodes Wandavision gave. 
if, and if you run it all together in one run, you can actually see it's a movie, not that ran for 49 to 60 minutes, while WandaVision ran for 29 to, hang on, 29 to 49 minutes, and so, yeah, as you can imagine, it was pretty popular. Uh, for this show, we have, 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 well, like I said, it does has raise this basic racial issues. And Anthony Mackie in the series expands on the moment of him getting that, sh- that, that shield. A black man be given the mantle of Captain America. Uh, Sam initially continues his and used to use the Falcon Mocker for the majority of the series, and Anthony he said and that the story would portray the shield being a burden for the character. He also added the question that Wilson is questioning how a black man can represent a country that doesn't represent him. And, and, that, and this show basically serves as, as Sam Wilson's origin story of being Captain America. Uh, because as that's how this series ends. Spoiler, he becomes Captain America. America when he eventually takes up the shield. But before he could do that, and the government had other ideas. They gave the shield to John Walker, played by Wyatt Russell, to become the new Captain America. Spellman, the... Spellman, the... Well... A guy who actually created the series. And he's described Walker as a soldier who has done everything his country has ever asked. And is now faced with a reality in the, where his life and sense of duty to the United States challenge him in a way in that upsets and obliterates his privilege. Russell. Russell, Wyatt Russell, the actor, added that Walker was a company man and who might venture into the gray areas to complete the mission. It basically, and basically, this all, this is all, also a, he also, spelled the, and also basically, he says that this basically shows, Allman said Walker was inspired by the comic book character, or, or John Walker, who was, well, basically, the, the dark version of, huh, of Captain America, i.e. the U.S. agent. And this series shifted away from the comic book portrayal and adds some different dimensions to this version. And Fage, the, the director of the entered this little piece, added that a white man, Russell, Russell, was specifically cast as a new Captain America as a commentary of how the U.S. government wouldn't want a black man like Sam and to take on that role. Because people, because as there's a lot of things that go along to that, that. <laughs> a lot of responsibility. So, the, the premise of this show well, basically takes up six months af- after our endgame went, and Steve handed in the cat at the America mantle to Sam, yeah, yeah, only for Sam to give the shield a up and put it in a museum. Really? Really? Okay. He, so, and Sam Wilson teams up with Bucky 
need to and take on a, an anti-national, an anti-patriot you know, group known as the Flag Smashers, led by uh, and Carly Morgenthau, played by Eric and Kellyman, and, and who are enhanced with the re- reaction of super soldiers serum. That's right, super soldiers, i.e. Someone actually managed to recreate into thing that made in Steve Rogers as another Captain America. And she believes that the world was better than her during the blip, i.e. half of the snap, i.e. Thanos wiping out uh, basically half of all life in the universe. And and Carly, he fought against the old open national board orders. Spellman called Morgenthau the glue of the series. He's He's, and the Flag Smashers is actually portrayed by one comic book character, Flag Smash Asher, in the comics, and his idea entity assumed by a mayor male character, notably Carl Morgan Morgenthau. Cal Pullman felt that it was important that the character was gender swapped for the series, giving young women a character they could look up to and relate to now. She had, since Carly is not a middle-aged man like Carl, Carly's outlook on life and actions to take things come from a different perspective. She may be the glue of the series, but she's also the main antagonist of the series. A teenage kid. And she sort of serves as a pretty good villain for Sam's first outing. I don't know if it's Captain America, but we'll get to that. And we also brought... Um, Derek Daniel and Burl, well, as as Helmut and Zemo, i.e. the Sokol, will be bear and responsible uh, for bringing up the Avengers in Civil War. Yeah, he's back. And they decide to introduce Zemo's traditional purple mat as from the comments into the series, and which Burl was enthusiastic about wearing, because as he felt like a bear wearing it during the update a costume, um, which point points to the aristocratic Baron Zemo version of the character from the comics. And the guy was thrilled to return into the role uh, and enjoyed his sense of humor to the character, and in the series felt both known and fresh to him compared to Soap of the War. And Skull Uncle was excited to explore Zemo Emo's history, falling in the dark place that civil war left him. And with the sea, here he is showing that he has lost everything and is paying for his crimes. Spellman and also said that the series would explore Simo's origin story and to show how the character views himself a hero. Uh, I mean, I watch the series, and I sort of see him as the anti-hero, same way. And with John Walker. Walker. Oh, we also get and Sharon Carr back into the game. And yeah, Sharon Carr has been on the run since Civil War. Alright, and the series shows that what and she he's been doing that at time. And Emily Van Camp have explained that Carter was in a pretty dark place. And for those who don't know, Emily Van Camp is the one who plays Sharon Carter. Anywho, she was in a 
Carter was in a dark place, at least at the start of the series, and she was interested in exploring new sides to her, such as her anger, giving Carter a bit more edge, edge and a chip on her shoulder. Though the series didn't explain much of what Carter went through since she was last seen, Van Camp said seeing where she's ended up may give a sense that and it hasn't always been easy, and the sacrifices she has made weren't always worth it in her mind. Yeah, I, I can sort of see that, and considering. And we also get our floor and Kasumba as Ayo, Ayo, a member of the Dorma Alage, and the Wakanda's all female special forces. <laughs> female power, am I right, ladies? And then there's Julia Louis, he's, he's Dre Hafas, playing in Valentina Allegra de Fortini. I'm sorry, what is with these comic book characters and these overcomplicated names? Seriously, can't can they just come up with, come up with a civil name like Jeff or, or Valerie? Hey, sheesh. Anyways, this character is Contessa or a countess. Yes, who, who meets with Walker and gives him the moniker, the U.S. agent. And executive producer Nick Moore described Fortina as a funnier but darker version of Nick Fury, who has secrets and operates in the moral gray areas. So, like I said, she's a bit of an anti-hero. Hero. But, like I said. And, and the show does give up a, bring up a good... And a point about racism. Um, there, we like to believe that we are heading in the right direction, and I believe that we are as a country. But and there are some of us who are always going to be looking down on people of different colored skin. There's always going to be people who don't see them as equal. There's always going to be those stares, the people who are always going to be looking down on them. And there's always going to be the, those problems, and. All we can, and for a long while, all we could do was just watch. But we need to come together and accept people. Well, not just because it's the right thing to do, but because we are one people. We are one world. And that's actually a phrase of the show, believe it or not. Yeah, it's their series finale. How many title? One world, one people. Where, where, where well, Sam picks up. On the mantle of Captain America, new suit and everything. Everything. And he, he basically finds, shows people that we, we need to be better. We need to do better. Because if we don't, we're just going to be We're going to be the monsters that we all fear that we have, have inside of us. And we're always going to. And there's going to be some people who will agree with these acts of violence if they say. And it's for the right reasons. And that's basically what Car- Carly Morgan did. She did bad things, but she did, but she had the right idea, but she just went about them in a very bad way. We are one people. We are one world. That's what she always fought for. That's what some people on the Marines have always fought for. And some of those Marines are people of color. And yet somehow they're always... Was going to be treated as second fiddle compared 
compared to the average white person. And this is coming from me, a personal person who's white. Like, and I don't see a race. I just see people. So my question is, why can't and we also, also see that way? The series did so well that and they have a fourth Captain America film in development and as a continuation to this series. It's basically considering that the series ended and with the title Captain America and the Winter Soldier, I'd say that it's good. And as and it, the filming of the show also began in, in 2019 in Atlanta, Georgia, um, before moving into such Republic like in March 2020, but was halted due to, uh, you guessed it, COVID. Ugh. But it resumed in Atlanta in September before wrapping up up in the Republic. In the such Republic, I'm like, again, October. Now, I've talked long enough, and I gave you guys my morals, and I hope you all can take some consideration about that. So, we're going to be taking a quick break. This is 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 you ready by amigos and you're probably wondering why like this song because it was the trailer song song for this song for the show that's why Welcome back and to return into the movies and I think we're just about ready to wrap up here. Now we've all had and had some interesting things that we've all been through lately. With everything that's been going on in the world. We have grief, we have death, we have have crime, we have punishment, and we also all have well, the regular regular war world's version of law and order or racism and that's why i i sort of picked these three topics not because the these are some of my favorite favorite stuff of favorite comics things or shows most growing up but they're also well, shows that deal with some real-time problems that we all have to face in the real world and if we don't face them together it's not going to get better it's not and I hope, hope that the and what I'm saying reaches some of you guys because I like to believe I'm making a difference and I hope I hope you all are feeling feel the same way that I feel until next time I'm Austin J. Jones 
Hold on. I'm your average Joe reviewer. I review it so you don't waste your money or time. And considering what I've seen, you're not going to waste money or time with these shows.